When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is August 20th, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, a historic night. Not only is CM Punk back in the world of professional wrestling, but Alfred and Issa are together in Las Vegas attending yeah. SummerSlam. I'm 400 miles away in Northern California. So great to see the two of you together sharing a frame tonight. Party it up, celebrate the CM Punk return i guess oh yeah it's, it's great to see you glenn and we really want you here we uh, had we, right we had a seat for you absolutely <sighs> yeah the next the next big vegas thing i'll have my home studio set up we'll do it out of there it'll be great it'll be good times awesome. um yeah this tonight wow talk about smackdown is a distant memory after what we saw with CM Punk making his return to the world of professional wrestling and all elite wrestling tonight on TNT um Issa, to you first, your reaction. CM Punk coming out, getting a huge pop in the United Center. I freaking got all emotional. I got goosebumps. I got emotional. I thought that was so perfect. I don't think anybody could have booked a more perfect segment. And I'm glad that they let him um, start the show. I'm glad that they didn't troll by playing the music and having somebody else come out. I know a lot of people suggested that. No, we waited seven years for this moment. It was everything that I wanted it to be and probably more. I thought it was literally perfect. Good. Alfred? Absolutely loved it. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, absolutely how they just did it right out the gate when the crowd was going to be at its hottest. That reaction was just like, even though you're watching it from home, I watched it over and over again. You could just yeah. feel that energy in the, in the building. That's what they wanted. They started out with the chance and they immediately gave them what they wanted because there was beginning to be that kind of underbelly of people saying, oh, well, what if he doesn't show up? What would happen? And they immediately got rid of that with just giving them what they wanted immediately. And I thought it was so great how they did it. Even the ensuing promo after, I think, lived up to the moment. Yes. Oh, did I pop for the ice cream bars? Did I pop for oh, the ice cream bars? <laughs> so good. Uh, and they walked, AEW pulled off, they walked a tightrope with this, right? Because I was talking about this, um, doing a poll on Twitter saying, what do you prefer? The John Moxley at Double or Nothing, where everybody that weekend, everyone I talked to from Raj, Sean Ross Sapp, every wrestling journalist every wrestler everyone's like oh no no moxley doesn't show up and i was like we're he we're like 10 minutes from his house really like everyone was so convinced it was gonna happen he showed up uh roof blew off the place aew did something very interesting wwe has done surprises before where people show up out of nowhere um they've done where they announce it and build it aew tonight almost worked the wrestling press in a masterful way to telegraph this is happening and then subtle clues in their programming to say, well, you've heard the rumors were kind of confirmed. Even to what T Tony Khan said, tweeted like this was as close to confirmed as it can be without outright saying it. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last wrestling return that was done like this. I mean, they really, this was a delicate balance and they smashed it with this tonight. Yeah. I feel that 
I, I, I saw your poll and it actually, it was a very good thinking piece because I love a good return, um, like a surprise return. I think a CM Punk surprise return would have probably just made us all go crazy. But at the same time, and he said it in his promo, we waited seven years for this. Why not give it all the exposure that you can get and get everybody that came back to wrestling and left because of CM Punk the opportunity to sit down and enjoy the moment. And I don't know, I thought it was it was special. So I'm not mad at it. But I think both ways of a return are valid, in my opinion. Yeah, it was very interesting, Glenn. You brought up what is the last time that they did this. And this is very similar to The Undertaker and John Cena. Remember that? Yeah. With yeah. WrestleMania in New Orleans, where they did not announce that match. They went so far. They didn't even put John Cena or The Undertaker in the program. They just said, kind of like what they did with CM Punk, well, you know, you know this match is going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see how this translates to television because I do expect this number to be pretty sizable. But if it gets like a really good number, I'll just think, man, think about what it could have been done if, you know, they announced this return. But I also think that it was a good way to do this because it wasn't exactly given to everybody. So that's part of the shock is that he just shows up. So there was a segment, I'm sure, of the audience who's legitimately surprised, maybe not in the United Center, but maybe watching at home that was legitimately surprised seeing CM Punk. Well, and, and I think that I'm sorry to, to this week. I'm sorry, Glenn. No, he gave it. a different energy to this week. Like we were all so excited, almost like Christmas morning for wrestling fans is what today felt like. And we haven't had that feeling in a long time. So the expectation of knowing what was going to happen kind of like gave us that joy and that whole speculation and fun conversations all week long. Well, and it's interesting because compare this to two years ago for All Out, same venue, the United Center. Um, CM Punk was appearing at StarCast associated with AEW yeah. All Out at the time. I remember being there backstage. Um, uh, there was a sponsor signed. Blue Chew was doing a thing. And myself and Jesse Davin met CM Punk backstage. It was very nice. I mean, I almost wanted to come right out and ask him, you know, like, so, so, I mean, because he was denying it. It was so denied. And the audience yet wasn't disappointed when it didn't happen. But after Moxley, some people were expecting, like, okay, this is just a big swerve. But thankfully, All Out was so hot then with the way AEW was that people weren't disappointed regardless. It's just very interesting to see how they manage the expectations of both situations. And tonight mm -hmm. it just paid off. I'm curious what kind of rating it's going to pop. That could be the only thing that they botched about this is by not promoting it. I mean, tonight's sure. got to do a million viewers, right? Easy. I don't think it'll do a million. I would be you shocked. Think so? I think it'll come close. I think if they would have announced CM Punk, I think it flirts with a million. I think a show like this does like 800 maybe 850 we'll last oh. week yeah i think it overachieved last week you know i think yeah, we had it agreed. somewhere in the 700 i think i went on the high you went on the low end of 700 and it went right in the middle but i do expect maybe an extra hundred thousand people watched i mean uh, uh, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be bigger ratings because a lot of us reached out to those people that don't watch anymore and be like you want to watch this on friday so you know some there was extra eyes on it i would love for it to do a million just because i really i just want I want it to do good. I want it to, to do what it's meant to do, you know? But I think Wednesday's number is oh, really yeah. going to speak numbers because everybody's going to know whoever didn't believe it, whoever didn't tune in today is going to see these clips and they can't wait to see him on Wednesday. Yeah, I, th I think this is fascinating. I think it's very interesting to see um, what's going to happen with all of this and what it does in terms of a rating. I assume for what All Elite Wrestling is paying CM Punk as part of this deal. And CM Punk said it tonight. He said, I'm going to be here Wednesday. I'm going to be here Friday. I'm going to be here four or five oh, Sundays. I'm sure that's ah. why they're paying him. I'm sure he's the, now the new CEO and owner of AEW, right? He, he, he. No, no, no. He's, oh, he's the owner. Bobby. He's, he's E. 
EVP. <laughs> but do you pay that guy if he's not going to expand your audience base? I'm not crapping on CM Punk at all. I'm a huge CM Punk fan. CM Punk is, is part of what got me back into wrestling after a lapse before. I mean, I think he, he is one of the most talented talkers on the mic. He's very good in the ring. Dynamic, charismatic personality. But if he doesn't expand your audience base, if you're just still getting the same people that would have watched anyhow, but you're making them happier, is that a worthwhile investment when you're trying to build a promotion? So I would hope he's good for a quarter of a million viewers. I mean, remember, look at what SmackDown did last week compared to, to Rampage. Look at what Raw does compared to Dynamite. The reason you bring in guys like CM Punk and possibly Daniel Bryan and some of these other talents is because you want to expand and get more of that audience that's watching wrestling every week and to get them watching your show. I guess this is also going to come down to those all-out pay-per-view yeah. guys. Yeah. Is it, is it you, like, it's not even about ratings at this point. It's like if you book him the smart way, and it, the thing of it is, is AEW only do so many pay-per-views, right? So you cannot only have him wrestle at pay-per-views. But I have a feeling all-out is going to pop a huge number purchase-wide because it's going to be his first match back. That's going to yeah. be the first major test of CM Punk and how this is yeah. working. I do think he's going to overachieve and just him announcing it right away. The first thing he does is announce on September 5th, I'm going to be at All Out. So he's already selling you these pay-per-views. And I do think it's going to expand the amount of people who buy this pay-per-view, which is the bottom line for AEW right now. I mean, so let's jump into it. Look, we got news. We got SmackDown. But CM Punk, that, that's what the people really want to talk about. That's what's on everyone's mind. Tonight, the thought we would never see happen, CM Punk makes his debut in All Elite Wrestling. As he says in 2005 when he left Ring of Honor, he left the world of professional wrestling. Tonight, he returned. Great dig at WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about how this wasn't scripted. He did hit some I'm back moments. Gave gave TNT what they need for those promo reels, for those recaps. Um, mm -hmm. Had new merch, which I'm sure... I mean, did you see the photos of the line for the I Was There shirts I tonight? Absolutely. Are you sure that wasn't the ice cream line for the free ice cream that they're giving away? <laughs> yes, and free CM Punk ice cream bars at the end of the night. Um, I mean, his promo was a very good mission statement. I think the headline, though, out of it is he did call out Darby Allen, and he was the one that we thought was going to be that first feud, Darby up in the rafters with Sting. Um, this was going to be Darby versus CM Punk at All Out. I mean, it's going to be a great match. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing match. I'm excited for it. And me and Alfred were talking before, you know, we went on air about, is this the right feud? And I think so. I think they did a good job at having Darby teasing it. Um, I really love the promo. I love the emotion. I love that the dicks that he took at WWE didn't feel like petty, but they were there. You know, you notice them right away. In addition to that, I really liked what he said about why he quit. You know, why he couldn't get better physically, emotionally, spiritually. And he's like, why would I stay in the place that made me sick to begin with? I love that he said that because maybe in 2014, that wasn't a thing. But now it is a thing where you take care of your mental health and you make decisions based on what's better for you, whether that decision is popular or unpopular. You know, I am one of the CM Punk fans. I got pissed off when he quit. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as I heard that music hit tonight, I was like, he's back, yay! You know, so it's like, it's it's... The guy, I don't know. There's just something special about CM Punk. And in the world of professional wrestling, that promo tonight, in regards to WWE, he took the high road while still drawing the line 
for you to, to drawing the lines for you to read between in terms of how he presented it, even saying he left professional wrestling, insinuating that WWE was not professional wrestling, talking right. about his health. This was not Cody coming out with a sledgehammer and smashing a throne. <laughs> yeah, there's more subtlety to this. There was a, yeah. He did a good job of promoting AEW in ways that, yeah, maybe shaded WWE here and there, but the focus was on AEW. It was on the fans. And what I liked about this is as he was kind of explaining himself and saying that I know I owe some of you an explanation when I, a lot of these fans were like, no, no, you don't. That you can hear them say no. Like they forgave him the second he walked out that aisle. They didn't. They weren't being entitled, and I really like that. Oh my god, I felt I felt that way yeah. because I am so vocally angry. Like I have been for years. I'm like he quit. He left us. That guy. Blah blah blah. And I am telling you, as soon as he came out, and you saw the emotion on his face, and you realize he really loves us, yeah. and he really loves this. I forgave him. I'm, and I and I hold grudges. But I did this one for seven years, so I'm ready to let it go. That's good. Mental health. That's good for right? mental health. Yes. Fixing everybody. But wrestling is such a great forgiving audience that his UFC attempts immediately glossed over. Um, you know, the ups, the downs. We don't talk about that. Glenn. I didn't remember. Yeah. I forgot all about that, to be honest. But that's the thing. It's like, it was kind of weird, though, right? Because for all those years, it was like, why aren't you where you belong? Which is in a wrestling you know, in front yeah. of the mic. Um, even his WWE on Fox, even the Fox backstage on FS1, I mean, that seems just like a little blip that uh, is quickly forgotten about. Tonight, I think, was a real moment in the history of AEW. Probably, uh, I mean, probably the biggest get since Moxley, bigger than Moxley. I think it's bigger than Moxley, but yeah. it's only because Moxley just came right out after yeah. WWE. We had just seen him to where... I am telling you, and if I'm being honest, I don't care how much it was confirmed. I know it was expected until I saw him standing there. I didn't think it was happening. Yeah. That's how much I had given up on the thought of seeing CM Punk wrestle again. So in my, like, this has to be, like, I, I don't know. They got to be so happy about this. I, can, I still can't believe they got him. I want to know what they offer him. Who did they sacrifice? You know, you, it's wild. Yeah. This week alone, we saw that Jericho entrance where the crowd sang him to the ring, which is one of the all-time TV moments in AEW, yes. followed two days later by CM Punk. I think those two things are going to be two of the biggest moments in AEW history years and years from now, and they both happen in the same week. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's just crazy. Like, this is such a great moment for all elite wrestling, such a big deal. And, you know, where they go from here is exciting. They did announce him versus Darby Allen at um all out that's gonna be huge or as uh, i was saying on twitter we're gonna have don draper versus jesse pinkman at all out yeah. uh uh i mean the resemblance is uncanny with uh, the two <laughs> but it's gonna be a great feud and a great match yeah you know? it, i'm i'm so excited i still I, I i can talk about about it all night i can understand why all the fans want to talk about it all night i listen props and i know we'll get into the rest of it but props to the jungle boy and whoever wrestled afterwards because <laughs> my phone was being blown up by people that didn't watch that saw what was going on and they were like wait what and then i got a couple of them saying you didn't tell me i'm like i did tell you i did tell you and listen guys my 65 year old mother on whatsapp see punk and i'm like is this guy really that? <laughs> That's amazing. I know. He's got that reach. Yeah. No, and, and they were very clear tonight to say he's going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday. So yeah. we are not going to have to wait long to see what happens next. I mean, I think yeah, people are going to be... Was that next week? Oh, Milwaukee. I don't think it's in Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, that's right. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't know what they... Basically a suburb of Chicago. 
Home of the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. You put respect on Milwaukee's name. We're right next to each other now. <laughs> world champion Milwaukee Bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, F50 with a five pound super chat saying absolute goosebumps when he came out. Punk back in wrestling is good for wrestling as a whole. I think we still have Brian to debut, AEW on smoke. The Daniel Bryan thing, I mean, similar, right? Like that's happening, we yes. assume. I anticipate the Flushing Meadows show to be a similar scene where maybe they play the Flight of the Valkyries and he just comes out and does a yes chance and whatnot. But I, th- I very much expect a very similar scene where they give them what they want. And rumors. Yeah, I mean, our show with the audience, right? Yeah. Like with the tickets that they have sold. So why not let CM Punk have his moment and then we'll give Daniel Bryan one. A lot of people wanted them both for a lot. And I'm like, that would be a stupid move on yeah. AEW's like, end because you have CM Punk. That's going to sell pay-per-view so save daniel bryan for the one after that yeah absolutely uh but and rumors that they've got bigger things even in the works or uh equally big oh what's a good deep dish pizza i'm sure there's a good place around here like uh, hinting that he's in chicago, chicago. <laughs> so you know you say bigger things are you talking literally or prospectively <laughs> uh <laughs> Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that either. I mean, I want. I I just want to see Bray. Yeah, that's all. Adam Roberts, five dollars, saying CM Punk coming back is the biggest thing in wrestling in how many years? I mean, seven. Good question. <laughs> Maybe seven. I don't know. I thought Edge Edge coming back was a big Edge deal. Was a big yeah. Because that's another one that we didn't think we were going to see wrestle again for different reasons. But I never thought we were going to see Edge wrestle again. Yeah. Um. What about Sting? Sting was a pretty big deal because that wasn't announced at all. And it, it's such a big star that I think took so many people by surprise. That was pretty big. I mean, Daniel Bryan getting big. cleared. Yeah. That was big. Daniel Bryan getting cleared. But they did, they kind of botched that yeah, in terms of the WrestleMania it. match. Mm-hmm. I remember being in the building for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and being like, man, he, he as good of a reaction as he got. I thought he should have gotten a better. And I think it's because they kind of dropped the ball building him back up to return. Right. Right. I think I think his best work after he came back was when he was the heel champion and he had the yes. planet champion so i think it took a little while for him to like really reach his you know peak and then we had coffee mania thanks to him but yeah. um yeah i agree with you I, I i wasn't at that wrestlemania but i thought man they could have done so much more with him coming back you know his comeback speech was great though i know yeah, yeah. it was in terms of mainstream press though i mean i i tonight was big the only thing i could think that rivals it wasn't actually a comeback but ronda rousey going to WWE. I mean, that got a lot of mainstream press. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, and that was kind of similar to where everybody knew she was going to come in there and they were trying to do everything, even posting, like, she had her Twitter pictures and videos of her in Japan having sushi or whatnot, but really she was waiting to go out on the road. She got DMC to interview her at the airport, like, oh, I'm heading to this other country. It was great the way they did it. it, It was sad that she just came out and pointed at the sign 10 times, but... I, I, I love Ronda Rousey, so I love that moment. But I don't, yeah, I will say in recent memory, it will be Edge, what I will compare this to, or maybe even bigger, because Edge came back and then we waited a day. And that's the difference between the surprise returns and the planned ones, right? We had to wait to hear from Edge to where CM Punk came back and they let him have the floor. It was It was very well done. Sam Austin saying, I think a surprise or telegraph can be equally great. It depends on the execution. When mm-hmm. WWE does it, it's sterile. AEW did it with more organic energy. Well, uh, that, 
depends. We're talking about Edge. Edge was a legitimate surprise. I think what made that so great is people were legitimately freaking out. Like, yeah. holy crap. It was just a kind of a germ of an idea that Edge might come back. But yeah. nobody, I think, really expected him. And when you heard his I music. I was in the building for that, that. Yeah, I was a great was surprise. absolutely incredible. I was in the building for the Hardys coming back, too. And that uh -oh. was insanity. I think WWE, maybe WWE might not do so good with planned returns, like when they announce them on social media. I think WWE have given us plenty of surprise returns that you're not expecting. Maybe we'll see one tomorrow. I mean, they have to. They have to counter this, don't you think? I thought. I mean, I like Glenn's idea of doing the pre-action and having something huge going off the air to kind of step on that. But I mean, this just looking at the uh, Roman Reigns possibly leaving if you I mean, that's a big story. Yeah, yeah. If you believe that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. How many people in the wrestling world tonight, Isa? above the age of 10, are thinking, oh, my God, if Reigns loses this weekend, he's out of the WWE. Oh, I'm so worried Reigns is going to lose because then he's out of the WWE. Like, nobody is talking about that. out of the WWE, I'm done with this podcast. You guys can do it by yourself. <laughs> this is just like we saw all those conspiracy people about Will seeing Pink show up, there are going to be people who say, well, you know, they're doing all these releases. Maybe your own Reigns' contract gets to me. And they're going to convince himself he's losing tomorrow. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah. The, the good thing CM Punk came on and you don't get to see the speculations because nobody's talking yeah. about Roman Reigns right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, but there's believable and there's like, come on. Like, it's just I not. Mean, talking about Roman Reigns, his comments on CM Punk, Petty, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. I love that banter. That's what it's all about. It felt very Monday Night Wars. Yeah, like, you I know. Love it too. Yeah, I really thought he's, he, he had a couple of dicks for CM Punk and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> hey. Roman Reigns wants to smoke with everybody. Yeah, he, he wants this ball. <laughs> Maybe he knows he's leaving, so he's now cutting all these promos that, uh, you know. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Darkness Gaming, uh, $2 Super Chat saying, great day with Punk and Edge with the Brood gimmick oh, tonight. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God, yes. Excellent. Uh, Jackson Callens uh, confirming that on the media call, the AW media call, that Punk is not on a short-term contract. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he very heavily alluded to that tonight. Ryan W, $5 saying, watching a few podcasts at once. Everyone's just in the best spirits. Wrestling is back. Um, and I say it never went anywhere. Believe me, I wish it had. I could have used... Uh, some time to watch other things. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying this is to chat. How many people are going to keep crapping on the AEW moment by mentioning WWE? Let AEW have their moment. WWE doesn't need to be mentioned. Yeah, I put out a tweet where I was like, listen, put aside how you feel about AEW. Put aside how you feel about CM Punk. This was magical. This was perfectly executed. And it's going to be a moment that's going to play for years to come. Like, you have to admit that at the bare minimum and then if you're a fan then pop for it but i feel like yes people need to let aw have their moment maybe people are just salty that he didn't come back to wwe but he wasn't happy so if you care about cm punk the guy you should care about where he wants to be yeah there's just a lot of tribalism in general so people are always going to pick one side or the other but you can like both of them you can like one moment and appreciate for what it is and without having to compare it all the time but that's always going to be a thing uh, unfortunately on like twitter and with people fanning for both companies I mean, we had Twitter during the real like Monday Night War. Yeah. Oh, God. I always think about the wrestlers I would want to go on Twitter, like the crazy wrestlers. In the Yo, Macho like, Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Macho Man promoting his rap yeah. album on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> the Macho Man rap album was like only five years removed from Twitter's existence. That's the crazier part. I know. Uh, uh, Jesus Godoy, $5. 
five year day after listener, first time live viewer. That's how big the show felt. I'm here live. Well, yes. welcome, Jesus. Thank you for Love joining that. us tonight. Love that. Wow. It's a big Everybody night. This is this is the mood. We can, I'm gonna yeah. go out on the strip after this show, and I'm just gonna talk to <laughs> random people about CM Punk's. It's gonna be great. <laughs> you should just you should just do it Billy on the street style with the camera and just go up to people and be CM Punk is back. You guys follow yeah. Wrestling Inc's Instagram because I'll be getting drunker and drunker, and it's gonna be even better. Okay, I want you to just Billy on the street and be CM Punk is back. Are you excited? To just random yeah, people. Yeah, I'm gonna there. do it. I'm gonna do it. I yeah. have Raj made the mistake of giving me that password, so I have hijacked. Wrestling Inc.'s Instagram. So tonight, stay tuned. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What a great plug. <laughs> uh, Issa, another question you should ask people. If John Cena is the missionary position and then just oh. name a wrestler and let somebody on the street. <laughs> that's actually really good. I know. Yeah, that's good. all kinds of crazy responses. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam Austin with the super chat. Yeah, to be fair, WWE did it with the Edge and Hardys. Yeah, uh, yeah, Edge and Hardy's they went out of their way to distract with that, which is good. With the edge, you know what the problem is with WWE doctors? We hear about medical clearance right. a lot with the returns from industry. Not not to cap on those at all, because it's great when somebody is well enough to do what they love again. But I feel like we kind of know when somebody's training yeah. again or getting into it. I tried another amazing return. I know this is biased because I'm a huge fan, but I love Brock Lesnar's return. I didn't think that man was ever going to come back to yeah. WWE, especially in the terms that he left. He wrote a book where he crapped all over the company and so when he showed up you know and, and like came out for john cena i thought that moment was amazing massive so, pop. yeah i think i think wwe does better with the surprises let's just say that <laughs> I, I mean even with you know I, i'm thinking about it for me pops live that i've heard and this is Dean Ambrose by far, or John Moxley by far, the loudest I've heard in person. I have to say that when Enzo and Cass got called up to the main roster that Monday, yeah, that the Raw after Mania, that rivaled it. How loud that bill! I have never heard that many people chanting in unison, ever. I mean, that yeah. was insane. Uh, but this was great tonight. I mean, the crowd was just on fire. They, I mean, they, they had, they, I, there was no way this wasn't happening. When you saw all the signs, the shirts, everybody, like, it, so yeah, there was, there was no so way. Good. The perfect no way. place, the perfect arena. I'm telling you, it was perfect. And that's all I get. Anytime somebody asks me about it, that will be my answer. And it's very hard to not nitpick, but it's just like, no, it was perfect. And it was real raw emotion. And that's what we've been waiting you know what i mean not an angle even when he got to the to the derby part oh and i did pop when he said um you guys make make me feel like Britt baker and piss yeah oh yeah. i love uh, that line because he's job. already a company guy yeah. he's already trying to get everybody over Keep you know over. yeah so but i don't know it was it just felt very raw and there's just such a special fan connection that cm punk has with the fans that it just cannot be duplicated even perfect music. He got his own cult personality music. There's nothing off about this. There, there's no way Tony Khan wasn't paying for this. Oh, yeah, there's for sure. no way. <laughs> and they got the real one, not Living Color's re-record of it, yeah. which doesn't sound right. I'm sorry, Living Color. I know you're making more money off the re-record than you are off the original, but the original just is so distinct. So mm -hmm. timeless, so classic. Uh, and no shade uh, at Living Color. Def Leppard had the same problem when they tried re-recording their hits. It just never sounds the same. Uh, but no, it, with the music, with everything. And they opened the show with it, which was so good. So we're going to get into it. We're going to break down everything that happened tonight. But hey, first, I want to give a quick shout out to a sponsor tonight, Magic Spoon. 
We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors that you love without all the bad stuff. If you've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, you might feel like you can't eat anything. You could be drinking protein shakes. You could be trying to find ways to satisfy those cravings, but Magic Spoon does it. And the way they've done it is they've taken all the flavors of your favorite childhood cereals and reinvented it in a healthy form that tastes incredible. So if growing up you love nothing more than eating a bowl of cereal, watching cartoons, chilling out in front of the TV, you could do that with Magic Spoon, but it's good for you. It's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein per serving, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, and you could build your own box or get a variety pack with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. The blueberry tastes exactly like blueberry cereal. My wife, a box comes in this house and my wife just like, it's gone before I know it. Uh, frosted tastes like frosted flakes. Fruity tastes like Fruit Loops. Cocoa tastes like Count Chocula. It's fantastic. You're gonna love it. Everybody that tries it just says this is the real deal and they can't believe it's good for them. Um, we want you to go to magicspoon.com slash W-I-N-C. Grab your delicious cereal, try it today. Be sure to use our promo code to check out W-I-N-C to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back to the 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. But that's not gonna happen because you're gonna love it. It's fantastic. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash W-I-N-C. Use that code at checkout, W-I-N-C, to save $5 off. Thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, huh. you can never go wrong with wait, cereal, by the way. I'm, I'm a cereal at all times of the day yeah. kind of person, so let's go Magic Spoon. I love cereal. In order to have cereal more, I switched to keto, and they don't have very many good options, but this yeah. Magic Spoon, I'm very excited to try it. So good. So good. And everybody just loves it and swears by it. And uh, we put on cartoons on the weekend. You know, we watch our kid video, our snorks, our adventures of the gummy bears. And it's like I'm back, back in childhood. Uh, so thanks to Magic Spoon. Give it a try today. So let's talk about Rampage tonight. Man, CM Punk, that promo. Just it, it, it was better than it needed to be. I think just him showing up was good. I mean, this was not a pipe bomb, but this was him almost a love letter to professional wrestling and yeah. Yeah. thank you to the fans. That's what I yeah. It was awesome. And uh yeah, we'll see we'll see how he follows it up on Wednesday. Could you imagine having to be the match that followed this Jurassic yeah. Express yeah. with Marco Stunt versus Private Party with Matt Hardy for uh in the AEW World Tag Team Title Eliminator Tournament with the Young Bucks out sitting <laughs> ringside. <laughs> But they got the crowd back into it with Jungle Boy's music. When the music hits, you're going to get the people singing. That That was another great investment. And Tony Khan is a very smart guy. Um, but I, I love Jungle Boy's entrance. But I felt the pain. My phone will not stop. I was trying to pay attention. My phone will not stop blowing up from people yeah. just wanting to talk about this um, CM Punk thing. So it was like, I can only imagine the level of excitement. Everybody probably ran in the arena to get the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I had this on DVR, and I went back and I was just watching the CM Punk entrance again. As much as this match was very good, I ended up seeing it, but yeah, I had to watch the entrance again. Yeah, I I, I did too as well. And then I was on chopaw.com, which he had already broken because there was no way to get that shirt at that moment. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, 
Best in the Smokers World, five dollars. Saying, "Hey, folks, I was in the front row tonight. The crowd was louder than any other crowd I've been wow. in. I was honored I to be that. there." Did he jump on you? Did you get to hold him? Yeah. He I love that too. That's when great. he jumped onto the crowd, I was like, "That's the CM Punk that we all knew and love." Yeah. So, and I yeah, believe awesome. some of his uh, longtime friends, mm -hmm. his uh, family that we saw in the CM Punk documentary. Those years yeah. I recognized. Yeah, Tuck Easter eggs to that Money in the Bank night where he, his sister Shailene was in the audience yeah. and, he, you know, and he gave the t-shirt to his mom. Yeah, it was, it was it very was, nice. Again, perfect, perfect. But the promo itself, I love that you said a love letter to professional wrestling because yeah. that really is the um, great way to describe it. Yeah. Antoine Fair, $5, saying one thing I will say is it seems like a lot of wrestlers really like the pro wrestling line. Lots of tweets about pro wrestling being back. Yeah, I don't. That's always seemed like so pompous to me. Like we're doing pro wrestling, brother. Which it's like it's all semantics, and I know what they're trying to say. But the goal should be to be kind of more mainstream and not just because it's kind of closing off a very big section of the audience. And I know Tony Khan is interested in getting when you say we're doing pro wrestling, brother. Yeah, but if you listen to, for example, Triple H when he met with the media for the tryouts, he talked about how the pro wrestling. That's fine. They need somebody that stands into when they walk into a room, they stand out. Yeah. You know, it's not just that they can run the ropes and do all these moves. I get the importance of professional wrestling, but CM Punk wouldn't be who he is if he was just a good professional wrestler. Right. It's the connection that he's making. He's a star. He gets your attention. So I like that people are talking about pro wrestling being back, but you have to have it in order to make the connection that you see, that the people that we love. CM Punk's most famous moment was not a pro wrestling moment. It was a pipe bomb promo. It was an entertaining moment. Yeah. And it was one that really just tore the curtain back on the world of pro wrestling or on sports entertainment. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, still just a Lopez 499 saying CM Punk stole the night. I'm glad I landed just in time to witness his greatness to wrestling. I bet you he landed and freaking turned it on his phone. <laughs> Probably sat at the airport and watched it because I know he was worried about not being able to catch it. Um, so what's asking CM Punk has a documentary. I'm assuming it's on Peacock. Uh, there was one called Best in the World, it was on WWE Network for the longest time. Uh, it's, I think it's very well done. UFC did also a documentary. I know I said we don't talk about that era, but UFC did a very good documentary on him too when he was preparing and training for his yeah. UFC fights. And he oh, gets very awesome. personal, and you see him celebrating Christmas at home with AJ Lee. That's another one that I would suggest. It, it might still be up on UFC's either YouTube channel or if you yeah. have their fight pass. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I watched it truly before he's, you know, before he's fighting. Well, that was the problem. It was like, <laughs> uh, that's where it stopped. He has a very cute dog, Larry, though, with an underbite. Yes. Very cute dog. Larry was in that documentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what the Larry was on his uh, hoodie tonight? Yes. Yeah. There you go. It all he's makes correct. sense. Uh, he hugged, uh, was that Frank the Clown that he hugged? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, next to Brock Lesnar guy. No, he wasn't wearing it. Oh yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I. It's weird when you recognize people in the front, and you're just like him and him. But yeah, him jumping the crown was great. And again, Jurassic Express and Private Party had to follow this match. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like that's the thing. It's like I mean, what's what's there to say about this? What's the deal with Matt Hardy and Private Party? It rhymes. I like that. Have there been promos? Have there been vignettes? Have there been a storyline there? I think they just gave up on what this was going to be. They did the Carney thing with Matt Hardy where he was like conning them out of their money, which I thought those were really funny. And Matt Hardy is a very creative guy. And he's when he's given the material to work with, he's hilarious. But they kind of got away with it. And now they're just kind of teaming up. And there's nothing, you know, they're just, they're just a team. 
Now, listen, I'm not saying bring back, bring back Broken Man Hardy because I get why it failed. It needed to have a crowd. Well, crowds are back. But I cannot get behind this. I don't understand why. And I'm one of those people that like Matt more than Jeff. Like, I know we are a rare species, but I am a big Matt Hardy fan. And I cannot, for some reason, I cannot get behind what he's doing in AEW right now. I don't know why. It's just not clicking. However, I will say I'm always a big fan of tournaments, so I love the way that they're doing this in order to build up to that tag team title match at All Out. It's good. It's just the placement on the card, man. It's like uh, back in, like, 2000, 2000, my band was on a TV show, and we performed, but we performed right after Dr. Dre and Eminem doing Forgot About Dre. Oh, <laughs> forget no. it. Just pack up. Yeah, right. just like, and do right. it live. Like, it was the only time I've ever heard that song live. And, like, it was so on point. It was insane. Like, how do you follow that? That was my thought tonight. It was just, like, how you do they were. follow this? Well, I would have been like, I can follow that and drop my mic and walk out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. You got your money worth already. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so, Jurassic Express won via pinfall to advance in the tournament. Um, then we saw Jade Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling versus Kiara Hogan. Yeah tonight uh and jade cargo getting a win what'd you think of this match alfred i'm with it i love it this is you know didn't overthink it kara hogan is very talented and i want to see more of her especially in aew and uh you know they're re- jade cargo is ready to be a major star yeah. and she will be with or without aew so i like them seeing her featured on national television and i just think another four or five weeks of this and you're really gonna have something in jade cargo Yes, 1,000%. I mean, the, she looks like a star. Jake, if you're switching channels and you're not even a wrestling fan, I feel like Jay Cargill will make you stop. Good. And see, like, who is she? Um, I love that she uses the term, that bitch, because that's literally <laughs> what I think when I see her. Like, yeah, you're that bitch. But um, I love her promo on Wednesday leading up to this, how she said she loved watching MJF toy with Jericho, so she wanted to have some fun too and, and destroy someone, and that's exactly what she did tonight. And that's how you need to continue to book her. That was a short match. Maybe Rampage is better for her as she's building up because mm. you don't have as much time so you can get away with the shorter matches. Um, super excited to see it. Like, build it. Let Britt have a long-term, like, title. But I cannot wait for Jay to be in the title picture. I mean, I hate to say it. Bring back shorter matches, man. Like, I know sure. there's so much wrestling prowess out there right now. But I feel like it's just too much of a good thing. And not even that. We've never really had a woman that just squashes everyone. It, yeah. it, it just hasn't been a thing. So why not do it with Jay? Like, like look how yeah. well it worked out for Goldberg. You know what I mean? So why she can't be that dominant figure? She looks it. She looks like somebody that can yeah. put any of these girls out in, in a minute. So I wouldn't be mad at Jay to do that. I mean, obviously, I want her to grow in the ring and all of that. But I'm just saying that that gimmick has been booked so often for guys wrestler and it's work. Why can't we use that formula with a woman? She could yeah. be the one. They did with Nia Jax for like a hot minute back in yeah, 2016. But, and, and, uh, listen, I love Nia Jax, right? But she doesn't have that intimidating factor to me. And I know what some people think, but she doesn't. I would be more intimidated to stand in a room in a ring with Charlotte than I would be with Nia Jax. Like it's- Nia Jax, I feel like I can outrun her. I'm like, you're gonna kick my ass, catch me, and then I'm gonna take off, you know. It's the dimples. I, it's, I think she's miscast as like that monster. I know. Because she's like, even if you saw her on Raw, she's doing a lot of goofy stuff that really got over with the crowd. Yeah, and true. she seemed very comfortable doing it, like when they tagged her by hitting her on the butt and stuff like that. <laughs> but to the point about Marge women, uh, the best example of that in Rare in terms of them committing to it is Raquel Gonzalez. I right. don't think mm. at the time they started pushing her, she was not yeah. necessarily yeah. ready. Right. And she figured it out on the way. And by the time she got to Rhea Ripley, I thought she had figured everything out in terms of how to be a giant. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, I have that problem. I mean, even with Braun Strowman, it's like Braun Strowman, he like smiles and he just looks like a big bearded baby. You know, it's like, <laughs> he does. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say that to be that dominant force, you just have to mean mug the camera the whole time. No, right. no, there's, um, there's but that's what I liked about how Jade did it tonight is she's got the swagger and she was able to do it. Not in the way that we traditionally see it, you know, it was good. She's a star and I want to give, like, I, I will give props to AEW when they know that they have something good. They take their time building it and making it work. Look at where Britt Baker was when this company first started and look at her now and how over she is. And they took their time with her. They're probably doing the same thing with Jay. I don't think there's been as good of a heel dentist since Little Shop of Horrors. So <laughs> hats off to what they've Not done. Isaac Yankum? Uh, both of you. I was just telling you, I had a dentist break my jaw. Ugh. So that is the biggest heel dentist in the world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was literally a conversation we yeah. were having. <laughs> James Adams, Buck 99. Chance Cena gives out ice cream bars tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Let's get petty. Come on, let's get petty. Just comes in playing the Van Halen song, Ice Cream Man. You know, goes to the oh, ring. Two ice cream bars. <laughs> oh, that's good. Chris Jones pointing out Naya squashed Britt Baker. So, boom. I forgot about that. <laughs> Naya did squash Britt Baker. Yeah, way to bring that full circle. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, after this, Jade getting an impressive win tonight. Then we had John Moxley with Eddie Kingston. That's who it was. I was, who's the guy that looks like mean buff turtle from Entourage? Eddie Kingston. <laughs> That's who was with John Moxley versus Dana Garcia with 2.0. Again, this was a really fast match with uh, yeah. Moxley winning via submission. Yeah, which I thought was strange. I was like, wait, he tab? Like, you know, I guess maybe I'm not used to that, but that's not how he usually wins, right? Yeah. Moxley, okay. I think, is gearing up for a heel turn. A much-needed heel turn. That promo, promo Wednesday? Yeah. And I want to see him go on a promo versus promo with CM Punk. Oh. So turn him heel, because I want to see him tell CM Punk, I built this, and you want to come now that it's popular? Like, oh, it's going to be so good. I want CM Punk to wrestle everybody. Yeah. Even Jay Cargill. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. I got Jay in that match, by the yeah, way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, I thought this was short, sweet to the point. I like Darby and Sting getting into it with 2.0 after. Surprised CM Punk didn't show up. I thought they were just setting up for one last, maybe everybody gets to see a GTS and really go home no, happy, but it's no, fine. No, 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 you gotta wait for it. They're gonna do that for Wednesday because they have a more viewership. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy that we had, CM Punk was the first half hour of the show, and then three matches, just boom, 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 in that last second half. You could have given him the whole hour. Yeah. And nobody would have been mad. But yeah. I get, it. I get it. They had to do the fast matches. It was fun to see. You know what I really enjoyed about Rampage was CM Punk. But also that we got three complete different matches from three people that we didn't see last week. So if this is how it's going to be every week, I'm here for it because you're seeing different people, different matches. It doesn't feel repetitive. I know we're going to get into SmackDown at some point, and that's the difference. You know, it was a whole different show from last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the dimples, by the way, why people never take me as menacing. Because I just... I oh, yeah, yeah. Lovable dimples. <laughs> oh, my God. And growing up, a young Jewish man, do you know how much these cheeks were pinched? It was insane. <laughs> Still traumatized. Now I know I'm going to greet you when I see you. <laughs> so, uh, and remember, if, if you want dimples, folks, just every time you smile, go like this. Um, anyhow. Uh, we have to talk about SmackDown, don't we? <laughs>
Any any headline news we should get into before SmackDown? Uh, well, this kind of played out with uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. It was a report on Pro Wrestling Insider that Sasha Banks was, of course, not at the building. She was not on the show tonight. And then there was also reports that she may not be on the show tomorrow. So they were still com- uh, promoting this match like it was going to happen. And they're still saying, you know, when Sasha Banks and Belair lock up tomorrow. So WWE tends to overcompensate when they don't have a match when a match gets canceled. So what, maybe we see Becky Lynch tomorrow. You know, maybe that's the buzz. Why wouldn't we see Sasha? Like, I don't understand why they're, um, I don't know. I don't know, I guess. I, I We'll see tomorrow, but I will hate for them to bait. Uh, unless it's with Becky Lynch, I yeah. will hate for them to bait us like that. Because this is one of the most exciting matches on the card. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, they want this match to happen, but if there's something that won't allow this match to happen, I think Becky is the only way to uh, turn lemons into lemonade with that situation. Sure, for sure. Yeah, but then why not say tonight Sasha's not going to be able to make it? We have a surprise tomorrow and and at least start building up for who that surprise opponent is going to be. Yeah. I mean, the you know, without speculating too much, I mean, this might be a day-by-day situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot being kept kind of tight-lipped, like, you know, in terms of why one or both of them can't show up. It was good to see Bianca Belair back because people were thinking it was a COVID thing that maybe they both had close contact. Yeah. But maybe there's something different going on. And I think, I I mean, like, we don't want to speculate about anyone's situation, but it's like right now, this isn't like when there was an outbreak of the mumps in the WWE roster. Like, this is the world we're living in right now. Like, Things get canceled. Things move. Like, all of your plans have a question mark. You know, we are not in control of our own destiny right now, especially when it comes to our health. Um, I'm very proud of Vegas, by the way. Like, mask everywhere. Yes. Everywhere that I've been, I went to the superstore today. I went everywhere. And people are really following the, the mask mandate and the sanitizers everywhere. Like, they're doing – I was afraid to come here, but I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm not mad. They, they Cases- done very well. Cases are down, I believe, like 23% just in the last week or two since they put the mask mandate back in effect. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was here two weeks ago. It's night and day. They did not care about this a couple of weeks ago when I was here. And it was like the Wild West. But now it's like it's even more so than L.A. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so SmackDown today we open with Edge coming out and doing a promo. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. Uh, like, yeah, it did. You liked that promo, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. What did you like about that? I've already forgotten about all this, Alfred. What, what what did Edge say that you liked? He said, well, he had this big line about uh, bleeding the blood, the black, it'll run black the blood. That's and right. it was kind of foreshadowing in terms of, he just got really dark and he was in the yeah. spotlight. And I do, I liked his commitment because Edge is a fantastic actor, but sometimes he, he really overcommits him. And the crowd really picked this up though. He did not creep out the crowd like I thought he would have, but. <laughs> He, he was really making some faces. He went like zany. this is like some meme-worthy faces he was making in there. He said he was gonna burn him down, and the promo was great. I think that the promo work between these two guys have been incredible since since this feud started. And I gotta tell you, I've seen John Cena and Roman Reigns, so in my case, I'm more excited for this match. This is the match I'm in Vegas for. Wow. I don't blame it's you. It's a dream match. I always and the fact that you didn't think that you were ever gonna get Edge back. We were just discussing that. I I've been a Seth Rollins fan since day one, so that will be one of those people that years ago would have said, "Man, I really would have loved to see that matchup." And the fact that we're getting it is exciting. And it's not for a title. The right way you should use legends. Yeah. So um, we went from this to Rey Mysterio versus Jay Uso, Jay versus Ray tonight on the show yes ray j if you will ray j oh. 
when, when the Mysterios break up tomorrow, you know, we can maybe be starting the beginning of Ray J. That's amazing. That has to happen. That, I like that. I like that. There we I go. should have broken up today. I hated the way Ray was talking to Dominic. Like, when Dominic was like, I know you're going to beat Jay, and then we're going to beat them tomorrow. And he was like, no, 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 son. We got to take it one match at a time. I'm like, kill the momentum for this kid. Like, let him be hyped up for tomorrow. Like, you know, like, what is that? What was, I don't know. He just seems so yeah, they doing that same promo over and over, and yeah. just, just kind of like how they do the same matches. That oh no, no, mijo, let me do it. You know what I mean? That whole like telling him to slow down. They've been doing that same promo for the last like four weeks. Mm -hmm. Vince is backstage going, "Who's this mijo guy they keep talking about?" <laughs> uh, Jay Release Russo him. got that. <laughs> oh no, uh, but I agree. Like it is, it is very. Um, repetitive everything about this i cannot wait for this feud to be over yeah i think we're getting the big turn tomorrow i mean they really I set can't that up. wait i've been what you guys know i've been wanting dominic to turn on ray for so long i'm gonna i'm gonna pop yeah i'm gonna be so proud of this young guerrero hopefully right <laughs> after the match <laughs> um so jay uso won that match uh then we had baron corbin versus kevin owens tonight and the big news is that Big E got his briefcase back. No, then he no, lost no, it. Yeah. No, wait. No, I thought he it. had it back. Wait, so I stopped looking for a second. I thought he had it back. Swerve still had he it? Did. He had it in his hands, and then uh, Baron shoved him. And it looked kind of ugly the way Big E hit that uh, post. Yeah. Because uh, like, he was supposed to hit it, and he just kind of nicked it. So I hope he's fine. And then they dropped the briefcase. And this is – listen, the longer Baron Corbin oh, has the briefcase, the more nervous I'm going to be for whatever they have planned. Because, they, you know, we've seen WWE do crazy things with this briefcase. I will not be convinced that Biggie is cashing this thing in until he gets it back in his hands. This is stupid. You just did that last year with the briefcase. Why are you running a whole, I'm going to steal your briefcase thing again? You know, and I get it, it because it. I do like how committed Corbin is right now to his character. But it's like you could have him stealing other things like people's wallets, cars. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like you don't you don't have to steal this. You could go try to steal Roman's belt and die and then I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna get dark. <laughs> I mean, you know, MJF uh, did say he doesn't normally give money to the poors, but he would be happy to give Baron Corbin a loan with interest, he tweeted. So oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. Interpromotional <laughs> yeah. shade. Yeah. I, I just, maybe I think... Maybe that's how Byron Corbin went broke. He invested in those NJF coins. Yeah. That he <laughs> oh, there you go. See, that's a good interpromotional story. Like that. that would be good. Um, Man, so Issa, if you run into Baron Corbin or Bruce Pritchard this weekend, I think okay. you can just talk the rear off about this theft angle. Baron Corbin's life it. of crime. I want to make sure I have some cash on me, so if I run into him, I'll be like, hey, I have some money, but hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I literally went to get oh, the no, door. We... He has the credit card scanner. He does, yeah. He's yeah, right there. <laughs> the I went to get the door to pick up delivery food. I saw Big E going for the briefcase. I was like, oh, well, Big E got it back. So wait a second. I'm now very worried because you know somewhere Vince has already acted out a promo where he says the words possession is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah, and they've been yeah. saying that on commentary. Yeah, That's Pat yeah. McAfee's line. I'm very That's scared Vince in his ear. Yeah. Oh, Vince yeah, right in his ear. Biggie is gonna cash in tomorrow in the middle of the Goldberg and Lashley match, but it's gonna be Corbin, isn't it? Oh my goodness! <laughs> We're gonna have the homeless champion. <laughs> oh my God. What if he went to Bell and he pawns it off and like that's how they merge the titles? Oh, okay, here's the good news. Here's what I could see them doing. Corbin has a failed cash in. 
Maybe that's like some weird way that we let Cena or Lashley or some somebody look strong because Corbin has a failed cash in. Biggie gets a briefcase back because it's pointed out that it's like, well, he never really had. Like they get they get a freebie, a twofer, an extra cash in this year to do their can- comedy loss, and then Biggie gets it back and gets to do something real with it. But do you put Baron Corbin into in the stats as the first man to unsuccessfully cash in twice? <laughs> yeah, now you're doing way seriously. You're doing way too much. I think the money the bank needs about five more years of just consistent cash ins with no shenanigans because it still means something, and I think it's on that uh, verge of being a complete joke if they do something crazy again. I feel like they gave up on it when Seth Rollins cashed in on the main event of WrestleMania. They were like, well, that's the greatest yeah. cashing ever. Let's not even care anymore. It's up and down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Come on, Biggie. Get that thing back. Please. <laughs> so we have new number one contenders for the Women's Tag Team Championships. With them beating them 10 times? Yeah. Tia Knox and Shockey Ball. Yes, Knox and Shotzi won tonight uh, over Natalia and Tamina. And now they're number one contenders. They beat the champs to become the number one contenders. Again. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> but um, I'm glad to see Natalia back because I know she had surgery and all that. What a warrior. Like, she's Savage. just right back to work. Like, listen, nobody can, like, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about her, but her, like, work ethic and how reliable she is cannot be doubted. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, they, they beat them so many times that it's just like, and what are they saving it for? Why not making a title match? They're not getting in the card. They're not going to put it. The card is not really so long. I don't think they're going to add any matches yeah. to it. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, it was a good match, but they've all been good matches. And yeah. it is just time. It's and just matches that we've seen a lot. <laughs> they don't tell us much about Shotzi and Knox. I know they have the tank and everything like that. But this is what Shotzi Blackheart was doing in NXT until she became like Shotzi Blackheart and it really got vested in her. She was just riding around. Nobody knew where she got the tank, why she has that tank. And then she just did this two-minute promo kind of explaining what her character was. And she instantly became one of my favorites on NXT. She's great. I mean, I'm very biased. The best man at my wedding was doing a horror movie podcast with her for years. He was telling me about her oh. back when she was doing Hood Slam in Oakland, up in Bay yeah. Area appearances. So I've Kirsch. been, yeah, I love AJ. AJ should have won Tough Enough that year. Yeah. And he should have been signed. Bros of Joe Brody is the best bro character ever in professional wrestling. He's great. I loved everything he's doing with the uh, Hood Slam. So good. And I love, this is just like, the total nerd in me. I love that now he's doing a Tough Enough podcast, just going back and dissecting his season of Tough Enough and talking yeah. to the producers, the other contestants. Um, his uh, interview with uh, with Cameron is like, I listened to all three hours of that. It was just amazing. Right. AJ barely gets a word in edgewise because Cameron can talk. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Oh, we got uh, Rollins responding to Edge. And look, it was just all about the brood and the lights hitting and the brood bath. Who saw that coming? No. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, not until they did the lights. And it's like, oh, I wonder if they're going to give him. And he was kind of standing. And then you see this beautiful white suit, which I absolutely loved Seth Rollins' suit tonight. You know, this clean white suit. And then you just kind of, oh, that's why he's in white. Yeah, I, I'm a little sad because I really wanted to see another promo off, a promo battle between the two of them because Seth has been doing so good and we have been getting shades of the old Seth Rollins in this promo that he's, you know, the promo work he's doing with Edge. But I'm going to forgive them because that moment was awesome. It was it was so funny though. And that I cried. I cried when I saw that white suit destroyed. Yeah. 
Ugh. Now, Ooh. you talk about the old Seth Rollins. Are we going to get the old Edge at this pay-per-view? So are we going to get him with this vintage Edge gear? Are we going to get him looking like the Brood era Edge? Or is he just going to come in the way he's been? I think a vampire gimmick would be super over in 2021. Okay, if that's the case, then Seth better come out with half of the blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Let's just throw it back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is the way we get rid of the Seth Rollins gimmick. Is he go, you throw it back, you just keep it there. He comes back as the architect with the blonde hair. <laughs> From architect <laughs> to messiah. <laughs> It was weird they're they're going back to the architect now. Like it occurred to me, like they were so all in on the Messiah thing, and now back to architecture. Yeah, he's kind of like a hybrid now because he's not doing yeah. the full Messiah gimmick where he's converting people anymore. But he's now cutting promos like when he was the architect. So he's in this weird middle ground, and I think they just need something to just get him back to being Seth Rollins. How do you Perhaps. not have a personality issue with all the the nicknames that he's had? Yeah, go throughout yeah. the years of Seth Rollins here, and he's had every nickname: the Future, the Man, the, the Architect. The, oh my God, he has so many. The Beast Slayer. He's got the King Slayer. He's, yeah, he's got so got many nicknames. He's got a nickname for he's, every opponent he yeah, has. Yeah, <laughs> this man has gone through a lot. And I think we can agree. The chief killer. The chief, the chief slayer. <laughs> I like the chief slayer. Yeah. Well, in the history of mankind, I think uh, Seth Rollins has the second best example of going from the construction industry to being the Messiah. But <laughs> back to architecture it is. So, um, yeah, the brood bath is really all you need tonight. I yeah, loved it. it was awesome. If you're an Attitude Era kid, it's just like, oh, just great comfort food. Hopefully those fans in the front row were Attitude Era fans and they're not mad about getting splashed with all that black goo. Oh, it's like being at a Gallagher show, you know? I mean, just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be so funny if they gave them those plastic bags just wear it. It's like, why are these fans wearing the plastic bags? But the uh, first time... The, the, the oh, ring, like the people that work around ring area cleaning everything after. Oh, yeah. Like somebody tweeted a video of how fast they got that clean. Shout out to Very, them. Yeah. Shout out to them. They used to be amazing when 205 Live would have the cruiserweight yeah. segment, seeing them out there with the ropes taping and untaping yeah. and doing all that. Um, but yeah, I would be in the audience. Of, like, first time I saw the Insane Clown Posse live, I didn't know they had 200 two-liter bottles of Fago that they just drenched the audience with. Yeah, they do. Could not get to the back of the venue fast enough. Yeah, you got to be prepared for being in the splash zone, man. Uh, <laughs> T. Smitty 3000 Five dollars and went to SmackDown and after Cena, Bianca had the biggest pop of the night. The crowd was chanting EST during the break. Keith Lee had a dark match as well. Wow, that, that's tonight's SmackDown. Yeah, she was really over. Bianca was, yeah, especially after was. that second. I like that they had her win two matches tonight. If they weren't going to do anything with Sasha, they really put her over. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Stephanie on Twitter who had a sign that says, "I'm down with EST." Yeah, you know me. I popped oh, that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Solid, yeah. solid. Uh, unlike this match where Otis beat Montez Ford. The quietest push in wrestling right now. That people maybe not take notice, but Otis is going somewhere. Push. <laughs> I was saying that too. It might be recording in my reaction where I was like, what is this? What are they doing with Otis? He's gotta they gotta be going somewhere with this because he's getting a very quiet push. Yeah. If it's even Otis. I don't know who that is, but yeah, this gimmick, this isn't even a gimmick. Like, this is... Uh, what they had before, I think, leaned a little too heavy yeah, uh, with some of the, the stereotyping, but it was over with the crowd. Yeah. It worked. The Mandy stuff worked. It worked despite being super hokey and outdated. And he doesn't even have a gimmick right now. You know? I don't know. What's his character? Why am I invested in this guy? 
Yeah, they just stripped it off from him. And uh, this feels very much like he's learning how to work like a big man, but in like that traditional sense where right. he's menacing. And it's just they're, they're forcing this WWE type big guy into a guy who really is very charismatic, very fun loving and really could do so much better as the old Otis. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to ever be Braun Strowman. No, and I don't think anybody ever asked that from Otis. Like, they had something. And they did a good job capitalizing on that, like you said, with the Mandy Rose storyline. Like, this is a guy who, there's a lot of things that, and I think Matt Hardy's return is one of them, that had there been a live crowd, we're talking about a different, I think Matt Hardy is where Christian is right now, getting that shot at Kenny Omega, had he returned to a live crowd and got that momentum from day one. And then you look at Otis, had he had that moment with a live crowd, and Vince gets to see, look at all these people going crazy. Look at this whole stadium going crazy for him kissing this girl. This is your top baby face, or somebody who should be a top baby face. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus uh, and Rick Boogs yeah. versus. Who stole the show tonight? Yo, for me. Is Let me a powerhouse. <laughs> that guy is starting to get over. Yeah. <laughs> they went against Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Man, yeah, Bo- Boogs is like the most crowd friendly gimmick WWE has had in quite some time, probably since Enzo and Cass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, they, I don't know if they're telling him this, he kind of rushed through his entrance to where he yeah. didn't give them a chance to sing along. Maybe he's getting a little too over because these people wanted to sing along with him. Mm-hmm. And even when he was wrestling and he shockingly got a win over Apollo Crews, so I think it's official that his push is done if you're losing Rick Boogs. With all due respect to Rick <laughs> Boogs, like, he's like the musician of the act, you know? He's, but him and Shinsuke together, I think, uh, did a really good job as a tag team. And maybe they should be focused more on, like, the tag team championships moving forward. There's a weird thing that they're doing with the Intercontinental title right now where I feel like he's just going to whatever gimmick is more over, right? Yeah. Like, Big E had it, but then Apollo had all this momentum, so they were like, oh, we got to switch it. And now Shinsuke and Books have this momentum, so they're like, oh, we got to switch it. So I feel like Intercontinental title, they're just using it as a prop for whoever is the most over at that time. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. And that's why, you know, they're not defending it. They're, they're not really doing anything with it. And they only defend it when it's time to lose the title. And you have such a talented roster on SmackDown that you could have such an interesting multi-man match at SummerSlam. You have Sammy Saint doesn't have anything. Kevin Owens, poor Baron Corbin, like Chinsky. You could put Apollo. There's so many people that you can put in a nice ladder match for the IC title. We haven't seen one in a while. So... It's, it's weird. It's weird what they're doing with this title right now. And as somebody going to SummerSlam tomorrow, I want to see that entrance live. So right. we're potentially yeah. going to get robbed by this great Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. entrance. Put him in the pre-show at least. Like, we need to see it. We need to see it. Yeah. Rick Boogs is uh, the best hype man right now. I mean, he's just doing... Really good. But I think he's... And Shinsuke is super over and good, but I think Rick is overshadowing Shinsuke a little bit. A little bit. I think that might be why he... Like, I think he's distracted. Like, hey, don't get over a little too much. So, but... That yeah, because then Shinsuke is going to be losing the title to Boogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rick I've felt that since day one. Well. That is, I absolutely think Shinsuke is going to lose that title to Rick Boogs. No, like, not the king. Not the king. I don't know. We'll what see. about the crown? Is he holding on to the crown? Always. Let's <laughs> hope so. Uh, Bianca Belair beat Zelina Vega and then beat Carmella. And I'm really worried what this means for how she's going to do defending her title yeah. tomorrow. Well, I think this is their 50-50 thing where they're just really going to build her up and say, okay, we built you up. So now that when Becky comes in and beats you in 10 seconds. Uh... No. No. I love I love how she performed tonight. I thought she looked incredible. That um, I think it was like a press she did on Carmella where she just held her up like that. Like yeah, that Bianca Belair is such an athlete. She's so impressive and she's so over with the crowd. Um, I'm very, well, 
if the match happens, I'm actually very 50-50. I really don't know how this could go. And I felt that way the first time they had a match with each other, which is what's so exciting about their program. We haven't seen Sasha in a while, so you don't know what to expect here. Yeah. I think Bianca's great. I think Bianca should win tomorrow. I'm very worried based on this tonight. Yeah, but because they don't have much going on in the women's division, don't you see the possibility of them giving it to Sasha just to extend the feud a little bit longer? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think they could do that. Exactly. There's nobody left for her. The only two people you've been, I mean, live, they kind of have her like hiding somewhere again. Unless you have a big return, there's nobody left for Bianca. And Bianca has been pushing this talking point in recent interviews where she's been saying, I want to be the first person, the first woman to pin all four horsewomen. So Ooh. I could see her possibly, if she loses, going to Raw, where she would feud with Becky and Charlotte and want to complete Ooh. that sweep. Yeah, because a draft is coming in, in a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, and we'll be here to cover it live on Wrestling Inc. It's going to be yes. me and Raj. Oh, not me. 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 Bring your signs. Bring your signs, signs. to SummerSlam. Yeah, bring your signs. Find us. Find us around Allegiant Stadium tomorrow. Yes. Um... So we had the go home segment tonight, Roman Reigns and John Cena. And this is where I was just, because we knew what was going to happen on Dynamite. Did they think this was like a big mic drop moment with Roman saying, well, if I lose, I'm, I'm out of WWE. I mean, like, I think they really overestimated that being the, the exclamation point on this promo, right? I thought the exclamation point would have worked better if it was like Cena leaving WWE. Sure. Mm. I thought that would have I would I thought that would have been more effective. Um I liked the promo war between the two of them. I will say though they probably should have just have them open the show. Yeah. I didn't think it delivered the way that they needed to. And at that time, everybody was just so... I was even at that point checking because I had to stream, obviously, because it's not live here. So I had yeah. to stream it. So at that point, I'm over here trying to set up my TNC yeah. stream because I don't want to miss a second of Rampage. So I almost wish they would have given them the opening segment yeah. because they should have predicted that people are on that table. Oh, yeah. They were going to be ready. Half the audience was watching uh, the last two minutes of The Accountant on TNT. God, it went over, too. I did see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, why am I watching this sloppy ass song? With Ben Affleck. The Accountant is all over the place and a mess, but kind of enjoyable in a weird way. It's a solid movie. I saw that movie and I forgot how good it was. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, solid. But uh, this promo tonight, though, I don't know if this pro these promos they cut tonight can hold a candle to the accountant, uh, and then the revelations <laughs> at the end. I mean, okay, Cena. This was just the same. Th- like this was the same yeah. stuff one, tonight. Two, he's gotten that over. He's gotten one, two, three over. The only thing different was uh, Roman Reigns saying that he's going to leave WWE. Do you think there's any chance, honestly, now? Is there any universe where Roman Reigns loses this? Because, you know, they're always going to go back on their stipulations if he does lose. But is there any chance we give this? <laughs> this is very intimidating in person. <laughs> is there any chance? No, there is no chance that Roman Reigns loses this. Come yeah. on. I, did. I thought the only thing that felt different tonight was John Cena mentioning finally the 17th world title, like really highlighting it. Um, the fact that, you know, he was going to break records. And I liked, um, I felt there was a little bit more intensity behind Roman's promo tonight where he was like, what you think I can't do, what you do, I can't, you know? I love that. But, 
I mean, I, I felt like it kind of like locked it in for Roman to where a week ago I would have said like, listen, I'm the biggest Roman fan, but the, here and there there's doubt. When it comes to John Cena, there's always doubt. Like, are they going to do this? Are they going to let Cena win? To when, when Roman said that tonight, I was like, oh shit, Roman's winning. If he would have said if Cena loses, he has to leave, that would have, to me would have been a little more interesting, slightly. But the only way they could have like lampshaded it further is if... Uh... Cena would have been like, uh, oh, well, here AEW's hiring. I mean, like, oh, God. I mean, yeah. oh, my God. Or I found a way to say that where, you know, yeah. oh, well, I could go be elite somewhere else or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? When you're just working people with fantastic situations that are never going to happen, I mean, why not shoot the moon? You know, go for yeah. it. I don't oh, know. absolutely. But that's the thing. Nobody, no, like, nobody over the age of 10 believes Roman is leaving WWE. No. No, we don't believe that, but we've seen some big names go. I mean, we've seen a lot of big names get released, so there is that paranoia in the air that, uh... Yeah. This could also be a quick match. This could be a dominant win for Roman Reigns. Like, you know, John Cena, I've heard, has been working very short matches, and, you know, uh, and he's John Cena. He's a beast. He's in great shape. But this is an opportunity to have John Cena, if he's going right back to Hollywood, to keep him safe and make sure he doesn't suffer any injury in a long match, you know, maybe five minutes. Uh, I don't expect this to be that long of a match, to be honest. So here's the question. Do we get the throwback to the old Roman push where Cena shows up on Friday after having lost and saying, like, you're the real face of the WWE. You, you've, you know, respect. You've taken the, taken the mantle. He's up in the air and yeah. that when he lost to him at no mercy. But that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be that old style? Yeah, it bothers the crap out of me that that match is not being mentioned by either one of them. Like, why is John Cena talking? Like, I would rather John Cena say that he's looking for the sneak one, two, three because he knows, like, you know, he tried to beat him the other way. Like, I don't know. It bothers me that they're not mentioning that match. Yeah. But no, John Cena's not going to show up and, like, raise his arm. He's probably going to get a rematch because, I don't know, he's John, he's John Cena, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, sorry for that. <laughs> I think that's an animated gif. That needs to be an animated gif. I, I want uh, an animated gif of Issa doing John Cena. You can't see. Yeah, it. no, you gotta. You gotta be boomerang. Right? Yeah, somebody boomerang. come back. Go back and crop the video on this and uh, <laughs> easy gift that shit. Um, so AEW Mark Morgan four ninety nine saying, "Who do you think comes back tomorrow? Brock confronting Reigns, or do we get Becky?" I think Becky is definitely coming back at some point. Brock coming back is a big question mark, unless these worked us to a fabulous extent. Yeah. I mean, Brock returns, especially over the last few years, recently have come out of nowhere. So I never ruled that out because Brock and Vince have their own thing where Brock doesn't have a lot of people who are going to leak his return. He doesn't talk to anybody. So Brock return could always happen at any time. But I do halfway expect to see Becky Lynch. Yeah, me too. I expect something. Or do you think they have a legend come out and do a spot just for the pop like i i don't know i feel like they they have to do something if we were to get both of those people returning and we have cm punk this could be like such an exciting fun wrestling weekend that's the thing this isn't about companies outdoing each other it's about some of us getting our favorites back you know and i think that would be awesome i i always thought well brock returning recently they were doing it too often whereas of now he's been gone since wrestlemania 36 like it's been a while it's been a minute since we've seen him i hope he has the ponytail if he shows up um because he looks gorgeous in that ponytail maybe he'll show up in that um cowboy hat that i saw him wear but i would love to see like a new look brock lesnar yeah 
That'd be awesome. Issa needs to give Brock a makeover. Brock, if you're in Vegas, I need Issa. <laughs> She'll be your stylist. Oh my God. You're going to braid his hair. <laughs> yes. We can braid each other's hair and then come out his <laughs> UFC career. There you go. Um, I could see. So if Bianca Sasha happens tomorrow night, if Bianca wins, I think Becky shows up, challenges Bianca. And I think they almost stretched that out to Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. Call they the shot now. Flaming. I mean, I would love I would love it for it to be stretched to Survivor Series because we're getting Survivor Series in Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to see well, that. A couple of people in the chat are saying, oh, Cena turns heel tomorrow. So Cena turns heel and loses. I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, I'd be a waste of a heel turn. I hope that's not what the plan is. You think he, no? If he turns heel, I mean, the heel move is to cheat and beat Roman Reigns and send him out of the WWE. But Roman's a heel, so <laughs> yeah, he definitely turned heel with Issa. That's for sure. I mean, okay, so maybe Reigns wins, Cena raises his arm and then knees him in the nuts, and then we get the rematch like the at Survivor Series. That was like, hey, we know you wanted to see this guy win, but you didn't. But so we're gonna turn him heel yeah. just to get a pop. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. That's another thing that we have waited for so long that it needs to be executed perfectly. I don't know if this situation calls for a John Cena heel turn. You know? I mean, if it happens, it's going to be great. But I, I don't see it happening tomorrow. But like you said, I like your possibility better, better Glenn. I see him like losing and then turning heel afterwards. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they are yeah. main eventing. Yeah. And then we'll get people talking. That'll prolong Cena's run. It gives some opportunities. Does he start wearing black shirts? Oh, there you go. That's the key. And he starts uh, growing a beard and, and putting just for men in it. Does he uh, join the NWO like he did in the Firefly Funhouse? I mean, yeah, that's he, he definitely cannot wear jorts anymore if he turns heel. What about black jorts? No. Like leather jorts. Leather jorts, yes. Leather jorts. And then you put a black shirt on him. I saw a tweet today that said, I bet John Cena saw um, Kevin Owens wearing a red shirt and was proud of him. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have to you have to change his whole look. Yeah, definitely. He's got to be a whole be new so character. Weird. Yeah, especially this late in his career to be especially now that he's like a full baby face or where he's getting all these reactions. The That's it. You turn him here, he shows up as a peacemaker. There. He his gun and he just waves it on people. He was so good in that character. So good. I had great things. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it is 9:24 in Vegas. Yeah, the night is young. I'm going to go ask random people random questions. Yeah. Alfred's going to hit an Applebee's bar. No. Uh, <laughs> no I yeah, I've got the reservations already. Don't worry, guys. I will, I will, I will keep an eye on him later. <laughs> Issa, so you're going to be on the Wrestling Inc. Instagram tonight? Yes, I, I, I've hijacked it. I've had it all day. Go check it out. And I'm going to have it all day tomorrow. So if you guys are in Vegas, you're in SummerSlam tomorrow, find me. I'll put you on the Wrestling Inc. Um, Instagram story. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. So tomorrow night, SummerSlam coverage, me, Raj Giri. We haven't seen each other in months. And then Sunday, the three of us are going to get together. You two are still going to be hung over. Uh, but you're yeah. going to be joining me to talk about <laughs> NXT TakeOver 36. That's a great show on Sunday. I might be a little uh, slow on the uptake there. <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> I might be taking a nap throughout the podcast, but we'll but, see. But we love you guys so much that we held on to partying today until after this right. so that we could give you a good CM Punk moment. <laughs> That's good. We're being professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, the night is young. Enjoy Las Vegas. Uh, we'll we'll new... Yeah, I wish spot. as well. Everybody, uh, 
Alfred is at This Is Nasty. Isa is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Send us your tweets, like, share, subscribe, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. SummerSlam tomorrow, everyone. Have a good night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.